0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I'm joined in studio now by Dana Ehrlich, Ambassador of Israel to Ireland. Ambassador, good morning and welcome.
1: Good morning, thank you for having me.
0: Many things to update us on, but the first is anything you can tell us about the fate of eight year old Emily Hand.
1: This is a a tragic story, and our hearts are with the, the family of eight year old Emily. We can only think of what they're going through and what she's going through for a month now, alone in in Gaza after the horrors that she's seen on that day on October 7th.
0: Uh, Do you have any certainty that she is alive because the family have been told by the Israeli intelligence services that she was not among the dead at the kibbutz uh, and therefore it is assumed she is among the living?
1: She's uh, assumed to be among the um, over 240 Israelis and foreigners who were kidnapped to Gaza on that day. Unfortunately, we do not know their condition. There is no access of the Red Cross to visit them. There is no international appeal for for that those visits. And this is why we need to have them released immediately.
0: Uh, the, the question of access uh, by the Red Cross or anybody else, uh, I mean, it is... Impossible to get into Gaza now, is it not?
1: Well, right now there are different organizations working within Gaza. The same organization who are helping with the humanitarian aid, we are making sure that that aid goes into Gaza. And part of that aid going into Gaza should also include our kidnapped people in Gaza.
0: Now, the, the question of what is going on in in, in Gaza the bombardment by uh, the IDF uh, using uh, drones and planes and all sorts of uh, uh, munitions uh, the, the safety of the hostages is certainly a, a massive risk i mean it would be the ultimate tragedy if emily hand was to die at the hands of the IDF we're taking inadvertently but still uh, if she were to lose her life at the hands of Israeli forces.
1: We're taking every measure possible to make sure that there are uh, minimizing casualties, not just from the population in Gaza, but obviously our population. Uh, The uh, target of this operation is to bring our kidnapped people back, to eliminate the threat of Hamas and to protect our civilians, but also the civilians in Gaza who are suffering under that Hamas cynical regime. Uh, We're doing everything very uh, precautious, uh, very targeted military operation in order to make sure that we bring those people back.
0: And yet um, the the video we see from Gaza, I mean, these are not actors. These are real people. These are real children uh, who are being killed as a result of Israeli bombardment.
1: The tragedies that we've seen in Gaza, I don't think anybody disputes that. I think we all are in agreement that that what is happening in Gaza is horrible. And there is only one entity that we should blame. Hamas is responsible for everything that is going on. Nothing was provoked. They were not provoked when they started this attack on October 7th. They knew what will happen to their population as well, and they say it bluntly and publicly. They will repeat it time and time again. We, after October 7th, believe them. It is time that the rest of the world will take them seriously as well.
0: Uh, When I see what's going on in Gaza and I see uh, the the parents of children, I see young children uh, who are maimed and who are being rushed to hospital, you know, there is almost a certainty that some of those children will grow up to pursue the aims of Hamas. If Hamas goes, there'll be Hamas too. And these young children, when they've seen the deaths of their brothers and sisters, their parents, uh, in effect, Israel acts as a recruiting sergeant, for the next generation of Hamas.
1: I reject that. I think again Hamas is the one to blame here. And this is why we need to break that cycle and eliminate that threat not only on our people but on the population of Gaza. What future do they have under this Hamas regime who indoctrinates their children for pure hatred and nothing else but hatred. They don't teach them about the greenhouses that we left when We left, we disengaged from Gaza in 2005. They don't teach them the different peace accords that we've made with our neighbors, with Arab countries in order to have peace, to live peacefully next to our neighbors. This is what we want. We want both of our people to live in peace.
0: But when you see the visceral uh, feelings of your own people, the Israeli people, after the terrible atrocity of October the 7th, and you see how much hatred people have for Hamas, surely it's going to be exactly the same for the people who are bombed by the IDF. They will feel a hatred for you, and it will go on through the generations.
1: We are making that distinction. Our fight is not again the palestinian people our enemies are not the palestinian people hamas is our enemy it it should not be only our enemy hamas is calling for the killing of all jewish people around the world and i would want to hope that everybody will join us in eliminating that threat on jewish communities around the world
0: the the Reaction, though, uh, when people see their homes destroyed, their streets destroyed, uh, and there will be arguments over whether or not uh, hospitals were targeted, whether it was Islamic Jihad. The Israelis say it was. um, uh, But there was certainly an ambulance uh, targeted by the IDF, which was admitted by the IDF. It is very difficult to conduct clinical forensic military exercises against Hamas that do not ultimately target the civilian population.
1: We see that horrible destruction on both sides. And we've seen that destruction at southern Israel. We don't know where people who were evacuated to the center of Israel, will they'll have a home to go back to. And unfortunately, this is part of being in an active war zone right now. This is why we are evacuating our people from the south and the north. Um, We are worried. Uh, This is not an easy situation. We are worried for the population. We are going and doing above and beyond to make sure that there are as minimal casualties as possible. 4.5 text messages sent to people in Gaza. 4.5 million. Million text messages, yes. point five million leaflets that were spread in Gaza asking people weeks beforehand to evacuate and move to safety in southern Gaza because we do not want to see them harmed. We see Hamas embedded so much within its population, and we keep on saying it, how they use their population and its human shield. This is not a soundbite. We see that the headquarters of Hamas is underneath Shifa Hospital. This is a double war crime and that needs to be stated publicly. Uh,
0: uh, the Shifa Hospital, I mean, is, is that, in your view, a legitimate target now?
1: According to international law, when one examines what is a military target, if you are being targeted from any civilian area, including hospitals, schools, mosques, that is a legitimate military target under international law. We have not targeted Shifa Hospital, but if you are asking me about the legality of that target, unfortunately, yes, they, Hamas, have made that a legitimate target since now, they're operating from it.
0: I, I know uh, that the Israeli um, government has and the IDF have certainly said that it will not be a target. But I mean, whatever about international law, there is a kind of a moral law here. That we, you've got people in hospitals, you've got people on their deathbeds, you've got people in incubators, people trying to have uh, life-saving surgery, that even talking about international law in the, the context of making that a legitimate target seems just all wrong.
1: Of course, we are holding ourselves to the highest morals and the rules of law, because this is war, but we are still a moral army, moral people. We've been persecuted in history, we know what it's like to run for your life. We do not want the population in Gaza to be harmed. and The, the, the problem, though, if
0: uh, you could compare, say, to, with the, the invasion uh, by Russia of Ukraine, the Ukrainians could flee. They, they have fl- fl- been as far as Ireland, on the westernmost point of Europe, but they could flee to Poland, they could flee to neighboring countries.
1: I, I reject no that similarity. That is not an equation that but is, there is worth...
0: What I was going to say is that Gaza is small and you can't get out of Gaza. There is no escape. Whereas for the Ukrainians, under pressure from the Russian invasion, were able to move, able to get out of their own country if they had to. There is no escape from Gaza.
1: Well, let me remind you that the, we're talking about the Gaza Strip and right now the focus is on Gaza City. What we are asking people is to evacuate to southern area of Gaza Strip. There is the Rafah crossing, and there are lists that we've formed of dual nationals with the different uh, countries, with the Egyptian forces, and it's Hamas who is not letting those dual nationals and foreigners leave. And again, we don't see an outcry. What about
0: ordinary Palestinian uh, families who want to get out? They just think it is too dangerous a place to be, whether uh, the ordinance that comes in comes in by accident or whether it's deliberate. They want to get out of there and they the Egyptians won't let them in. There is nowhere to go.
1: I agree that Gaza is a very dangerous place to be under the Hamas ruling. And when Hamas abuses their people, when Hamas say that their people are meant to be martyrs and there they will use them as human shields. And again, this is not me as an Israeli representative saying this. This is Hamas leaders saying it repeatedly in interviews because they are proud of it. They are proud of using their people as human shields. And what we need is to join and say publicly that us and the rest of the world will not take it anymore, also for the benefit of the Palestinians. If we care for the Palestinians' lives in Gaza, we need to make sure that they're not under the threat of Hamas.
0: Um, Expressing concern for the Palestinians sounds a bit hollow when over 10,000 of them have have been killed. And that question of proportionality, the question of whether this is really revenge, this is to teach Hamas and, as a result, the population of Gaza, teach them a very bitter lesson. You know, you won't do this again because we will visit Horrors upon you if you attempt it again.
1: Again, we're taking every step of being precaution, the principle of precaution, the principle of distinction, um, the deliberate attacks on military targets. These are all principles under international law that Israel is committed to. Obviously, Hamas as a terror organization is not committed to, but we operate under the international law and making sure that this is a very precise and targeted operation against the threat which is on our doorstep.
0: Now, also on your doorstep is uh, the Kingdom of Jordan, and Queen Rania of Jordan has been uh, giving interviews. Uh, This is one of her contributions. If you manage to eliminate all of Hamas, what next?
1: The root cause of this conflict is an illegal occupation. It is uh, routine human rights abuses, illegal settlements, disregard to UN resolutions and international law. If we do not address these root causes, then you can kill the combatant, but you cannot kill the cause.
0: Now, isn't that precisely the point? You can kill the combatants, you can eliminate Hamas. But if the, the fundamental problem remains... Uh, that of uh, illegal settlements, uh, Israel refusing to adhere to UN resolutions and so on. There will be no solution to this. This will be a generational recurring thing. Uh,
1: Regarding those remarks, let me just put a question mark on anything that a person who, in a previous interview, denied the horrors that we've seen on October 7th. So this Holocaust-like denial is not something that we can accept. So excuse me if I do not take her comments very seriously after denying everything that we've witnessed on October 7th and even that Hamas said publicly that they were doing.
0: The uh, Palestinian ambassador was on uh, this station earlier this morning and uh, could not be drawn into uh, condemning Hamas. It's going to be very difficult, given what has happened since October the 7th, to get people in Palestine to condemn Hamas.
1: I think it was very revealing and disappointing, to be honest, to hear her comments and to see that she's legitimizing a terror organization that on its charter calls for the elimination of Israel and the Jewish people. We see the the Palestinians not as our enemy. These are our, our neighbors, and we hope to get to a future possible solution with them because we all want to live in peace the fact that people from the Palestinian Authority, who were themselves murdered by Hamas and persecuted by Hamas, legitimate Hamas, it's something that I, I, it's, um, I'm puzzled by. Uh,
0: moving to uh, the overnight developments, the interview uh, given by uh, your Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, where he indicated that there would be no ceasefire, but that there might be humanitarian pauses. Can you Explain exactly what might be involved here.
1: We are already, and we've seen it, there are different tactic pauses, which is to allow the humanitarian aid go in. Unfortunately, over the weekend, we've seen Hamas abuse one of those pauses and try to target uh, soldiers and the aid that was coming in. I didn't hear a lot of media coverage about that. I don't know why that is. But we need to make sure that we call out Hamas whenever they do things like that, when they hold out resources from their population, when they don't let their population evacuate, when they abuse In a cynical way, the attention of the world to what is going on in Gaza, in order just to put pressure on Israel, we need to hold Hamas accountable on all of that.
0: The the, the problem is that the people uh, of the Gaza Strip are, you would say, they are captive of uh, Hamas, that everything that they do is controlled by Hamas, whether they can move here or there, uh, how their money is spent and so on is controlled by Hamas. But the, the problem with that is that, therefore, if you really believe that, then you have pity for them, not bomb them.
1: Of course, we have pity for them. And this is why we ask them to evacuate. This is why we spread those leaflets. This is why we send messages. This is why we call on the international community to help us in this fight against Hamas. Because this cannot go on, not just for us, but also for them. We need to find a solution that eliminates these threats on all of us.
0: What is that solution? I mean, who will run the Gaza Strip when this is all over?
1: Right now, we keep forgetting, or it's again not been mentioned here, that the firing of rockets on Israel continues. We are now marking... A month since this atrocities, since this attack started, and every day hundreds of missiles are launched on Israel. If it were up to Hamas, more Israelis would have been killed every day. The fact that that is not happening is because we managed to uh, protect ourselves with the Iron Dome system. So we first need to make sure that our civilians are safe. We make sure that our kidnapped people, over two hundred and forty people in Gaza, including Emily, eight years old Emily, are back in Israel safely. And we make need to make sure that Hamas does not control its population in Gaza.
0: Going back to the, the, the proportionality of the whole thing, uh, we had eight hundred, uh, we had fourteen hundred people killed. Uh, on October the 7th and we have uh, over 200 people who are held hostage and you've 10,000 people dead in Gaza there is a, a, the, you have to address the question of proportionality
1: the- Legal aspects of proportionality are not measured by how much civilians were killed on each side. This is not how legally that is questioned. We're we're
0: not talking about legally. It's just when you look at the misery that is being inflicted, first of all, on October the 7th on Israeli citizens and then on many multiples of Palestinian citizens in the intervening time.
1: No person should have been killed. We agree. We do not want to see more people get hurt. But what do we do when these people, when a terrorist organization continues launching rockets at us? And again, if it were up to them, we would still see large numbers of Israelis being killed every day. What would you expect your government and your country to do to make sure that you're safe and that your family who's kidnapped in Gaza is returned safely to their homes? What would we? Would
0: you do? But in order to do this kind of bombing of of Gaza, and uh, there is no doubt, civilians are hurt or killed, and children, certainly in great numbers, ha- have been killed. You've got to dehumanize yourself to press that button.
1: I reject that completely. Again, we are working under international law. We are not indiscriminately choosing targets like Hamas is doing. The deliberate attack on civilians. Of, that Hamas is doing is something that we reject. And what we're trying to do in, is a very precise and calculated manner to target only military targets, to see where the threat is coming from and address it. Because we cannot go on like this. If right now we put down our arms, what will happen to us? What will happen to the Israeli population? Who will make sure that is we're the safe? what is the game
0: here of, of this particular phase of uh, the Hamas-Israel uh, war, because that's what it is, um, sometimes a war with weapons and sometimes just a war, a political war? Um, what is to happen at the end of this?
1: With Hamas, we've only seen a military terrorist war against us. And what we understood on October 7th, that we can, this is not a reality that we can accept. And it's not a reality that the world
0: should accept. Is, is the attitude in Israel now, it's them or us? Is that it? Is it's, it that existential?
1: It's an existential understanding that they will keep trying to kill us. Because, again, they write it publicly and shamelessly in their charter. And every time people tell us that we should... Uh, Ceasefire. fire, we should negotiate and not understanding that these people are very direct and we should believe them when they say that they are aiming to kill Israelis and Jewish people. After October 7th, I don't think there is any doubt or any ambiguity. And we call on the world to join us in this war against Hamas.
0: Your prime minister has said that Israel will have overall security responsibility for Gaza once the fighting ends and will have so for an indefinite period. What are we talking about?
1: I think it's one of the process of this operation that is not the ultimate goal. We do not want to go back to Gaza. We disengaged from Gaza in 2005 in the hopes that we'll have a peaceful neighbor next to us. We left greenhouses. We left infrastructure for them in the hopes that they will rebuild it and be a thriving community. So we do not want to be back in Gaza. This is not something that's the aim of the operation. We just want our people back. We want to be for our people to be safe.
0: What do you make of the uh, five-point proposal made by Ursula von der Leyen, which were no safe haven for terrorists, no Hamas-led government, no long-term Israeli security presence, no forced displacement of Palestinians, and no sustained blockade? It's again, you know, it will be controversial, those five principles, but there, there is give and take. There's something for the Palestinians, there's something for the Israelis, but also... There are actions which Israel may take, which they might not like. For example, the lifting of a blockade, which has uh, really crippled economically the activities in Gaza.
1: We appreciate the solidarity and unity that we've received from the European Union so far. And we appreciate the constructive discussions talking about the day after Right now we're in a war against Hamas. We need to make sure that that threat is eliminated, so we do not reject or accept any of those uh, this points made. This is part of an ongoing discussion and i 'll just remind you that uh, if although there is a so called blockade on Gaza, right now that blockade is legal. But just thinking of the amount of resources that Hamas has, the amount of ammunition, the spiderweb of tunnels that they managed to build in Gaza, allegedly without any resources, uh, we need to take into consideration that all of the equipment that they need is in Gaza. The resources that they need is in Gaza. The fuel that they have, the water that they have, the medicine that they have, everything is in Gaza. And again, we need to be firmly and publicly calling this out loud, because Hamas has all of those resources. Well, under. it had
0: before the current bombardment. One presumes a lot of what they had uh, and how they spent their money is a question for debate, but a lot of what they had is now destroyed.
1: Uh, no, we see the fuel tanks intact. We see a lot of their resources and that spider web, that underground city, which is like a whole metro, like a, the London Underground, which is a whole city underneath Gaza, that still exists, and this and is, is where Commander the
0: tar- hides. Is that the, the target of this operation, to isolate Gaza City and to literally destroy the network of tunnels?
1: That is one of the aims, in order to eliminate that threat. Yes, because we see that the... Operation centers. We see the stockpiles that are held in those tunnels, and we meet, need to make sure that they are not threat on our communities anymore.
0: Um, the heritage minister who suggested Palestinians could go to deserts or go to Ireland.
1: Uh, that, uh, there's and no point in commenting on that. That was dismissed um, profoundly. The, he's not representing the policy of the government. He's of still in Israel. office is he not? He was suspended from all government meetings, so it is not something that uh, we should invest our well, time Well, it's something in.
0: that bothers us.
1: Uh, again... You know, to have if, a
0: prominent member of the Israeli government suggesting that uh, Ireland is an appropriate home for, as he would have it, terrorists.
1: I do not know what it means. Uh, again, it's not something that I try to focus on. His uh, remarks were completely... Um, uh, we objected that uh, we said that that does not represent Israel and I think that focusing on that is uh, devoiding us or from not talking about the real issue this is what yeah. Hamas is doing to us and to the Palestinians in Gaza
0: the ultimate settlement has got to give some sort of a homeland to the Palestinians at, at the moment it's the West Bank and it is Gaza the Gaza Strip uh, and you know we know Israeli settlements Uh, are being established pretty much all the time under the Netanyahu government, Uh, things have got to change to bring any stability, including the whole attitude of the Netanyahu government to existing settlements and propose new settlements.
1: Israel has shown time and time again that in order to have peace, we will go through great lengths if it's returning uh, territories for peace, like we did with Egypt, Uh, different uh, negotiations and the peace accords that we have with Jordan, the Abraham Accords. So we have shown that we will take extreme measures in order to live peacefully. We disengaged from Gaza in 2005 in that hope. Any future solution... Um, we will approach it with the same open arms and hearts because we want to live peacefully. But But I ask you is that future, uh, we're talking about a future solution, but that does not involve Hamas, who claimly say in their charter that they avoid and they object any kind of negotiation of discourse. And how can they be a future solution with Hamas when the Palestinian Authority and Hamas are fighting between themselves? So we need to ask the Palestinian Authority what are they planning to do with Hamas.
0: Dan Ehrlich, ambassador of Israel to Ireland, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.